You are listening to the Critical Mass Nonprofit Radio Show, Orange County's only talk radio show dedicated to featuring nonprofit organizations and their leader, with your host, Richard Franzi. Welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass Nonprofit Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. It's great to be here, and we have two exciting guests scheduled for you today, and we'll be getting to them in uh, just a few minutes. But before we get there, I want to let you know that this business talk show airs live on Tuesdays and Wednesdays at 4 p.m., and at Thursdays at our special time of 3 p.m. And, of course, all of our shows can be heard live exclusively on Orange County's only community radio station, octalkradio.net. If you're listening to this show as a podcast, we do encourage you to listen live during our broadcast times. The show is brought to you by our advertisers. Who are they, you say? Let me tell you. Brandman University, Center Club, Commercial Bank of California, Decision Toolbox, MBN Design, Smart Business Magazine, S&H Rubber, Succession Strategies, Tone Software, and UPS Protection. The goal for this show is to help you, our listening audience of CEOs running middle market firms, to improve your decision-making skills. If you'd like to do that, then listen to our shows live or as podcasts. Uh, I want to just spend a couple minutes before I bring Richard Monroe, our featured guest, onto the radio program and let you know a little bit about an upcoming event. If you're listening to us live here on octalkradio.net, you are in luck. This is a bonus for you that the podcast people may not be able to take advantage of. What is it you say? It is our 2014 Executive Conference, and it is on Monday, November the 3rd, and it's being held at the Center Club, where we hold all of our executive conferences. We have quite the panel lined up. Eric Affeld, who is CEO of Club Corp, and Philip Chang, who is chairman and founder of Yogurtland. Ryan Rikas, CEO of Branding Business, and Denise Lee Yan. She's an author whose latest book was just published today, or not today, this year, What Great Brands Do. The subject matter is to explore the secret to building a great brand in today's highly competitive environment. This is a key issue for middle market firms and CEOs who are running them. So if you're interested in possibly being a guest at the executive conference, it is by invitation only. And the way to um, request an invitation is to contact me, Rick Franzi. The way to do that is either through my email, R-F-R-A-N-Z-I, at criticalmass4forbusiness.com, or... For those of you who don't want the latency of an email, you can call me, 949-887-4104. Just don't call me now if you're listening live, because I'm going to be talking with Richard Monroe for the next half hour, and then after that, we have a second guest. So, Richard is Managing Director at Newport Board Group. Richard, welcome to the program. Thank you very much, Rick. It's great to see you again. It's good to have you here, my friend. I've uh, I've known you for quite the number of years, and I, I appreciate you carving out time to be with us today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Well, let's get started very simply. Why don't you share with our audience a little bit about your kind of professional path, your background, experience that have kind of brought you to the point where you are today in your career? Well, as you know, I was originally born in New Zealand. I'm a chartered accountant by profession in New Zealand, which is the equivalent of a CPA in the U.S. So I had a progressive uh, career in finance, running companies, CFO positions, a number of different manufacturing companies. I became a CEO of an international group of companies in New Zealand, then had my own consulting business for five years before I moved here with my family about 12 and a half years ago. So tell me, why did you leave New Zealand to come to the United States? 
Interesting question. I've had a lot of Americans say to me, what are you doing here? I wish I was there. But, um, you know, I was halfway through my career and I travelled to the US many times and loved this country and just thought it would be great to create the second half of my career in a much bigger market. Mm. So um, here we are. Okay. Well, it's good to have you here. And, Richard, let's now talk about your current work. You're the managing director at Board Group LLC. Tell me about Board Group. Tell our audience about Newport Board Group. And what makes you different? What's a, why do clients select your firm over others in your space? Newport Board Group is a, a unique um, national professional services partnership. We have 101 partners in 19 major markets across the U.S., from Boston to Los Angeles, from Seattle to Miami, Florida, from Chicago to Austin, Texas. We're all 20, 25-year experience CEOs, presidents of organisations. Uh-huh. We've sat on public boards. You know, we've sat on private boards. So when we go to work for a middle market or emerging growth private company, we really bring that 360-degree view from having been there and done that. We've stood in the owner's shoes. We've helped manage companies through major acquisitions, divestitures, mergers and acquisitions, major challenges. We've been there, we've crossed the Rubicon. Right. So that's the value that we bring to our clients. And the differentiating factor really for us is that there's no other national partnership with that level and depth of talent. Oh, okay. So how did the idea get started? You know, I hear Newport Board Group. I immediately think of Newport Beach, California, and Newport, (laughs) you know, so maybe that's not a fair thing to think about. So how did the firm get started? The firm was founded by uh, Doug Tatum and some other people from Tatum uh, CFO after Doug uh, sold Tatum's CFO to a private equity firm in 2010. And he saw a gap in the market for uh, companies needing the experience and wisdom of experienced CEOs and, and board members who could help guide the growth of emerging growth and lower middle market companies and help them overcome the challenges and obstacles which ultimately lead to about 70% of them dying. Wow. So, uh, and Doug saw all of this talent in the marketplace after the recession that was underutilized. And so that's where the idea came from. Um, So he and a number of other partners formed the firm in 2011. Excellent. Well, you know, I believe in the power of peer learning. That's why we do the radio show. We think the experiences of one CEO can really help another CEO if we could just get access to what they know. And it sounds like your firm is, with the kind of people that you have on the team, you're building people with depths of experience in areas that uh, the CEOs who are running the firms may be seeing it for the first time. But it sounds like your firm, the experience you have, you guys have seen it in a different incarnation maybe a couple times before, if not many times before. That's right. And for my Southern California clients, it's not just Richard Monroe or my local partners that I'm able to leverage for their benefit. It's another 95 partners across the country. So to the extent that we need a particular domain experience or industry experience, we can leverage that very quickly, very effectively. And we're pretty easy to engage with. You know, we have pretty user-friendly engagement agreements. Uh, We have a lot of freedom as as to 
how we structure engagements. So with companies that, you know, are trying to grow and don't have massive capital resources, we can usually find a way to work with them efficiently. Boy, that sounds like most of them in my experience, Richard. So anyway, we're going we're gonna to take a short break. I'm talking with Richard Monroe, Managing Director at Newport Board Group. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about the services your firm offers. So stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back after these words from our commercial sponsors. talk about your family business you know that thing you put your whole life's blood sweat and tears into well what happens when you retire or try and pass that business on to your children at succession strategies we can help you find the answers we'll guide you through the unsettling process of protecting your family legacy and successfully passing your business on to the next generation safely and securely ensuring that it'll both survive and thrive for generations to come. So ask yourself just one question. Can I really afford to wait? Take the first step. Take our complimentary self-assessment at SuccessionStrategies.com or call us at 714-560-9022 to set up a free consultation at your convenience. That's Succession-Strategies.com. I'm speaking with Joanna Stasiak-McBeth, Senior Vice President for Cash Management at Commercial Bank of California. Can you share with our audience Commercial Bank of California's approach to cash management? Absolutely. From simple online accounting reporting to a full cash management solution, we have exactly what your business needs. Our secure online access allows you to access your balance reporting online electronic statements, stop payments, uh, process your outgoing international and domestic wires, process your ACH origination services. We also have online logbox services, target balance accounts, loan sweep, same-day clearing presentment, and every other solution that your business will need. To understand the true power of how Commercial Bank of California can help you achieve your goals, give us a call at 714-431-7000 or visit us on the web at www.cbcal.com or at our new headquarters at 19752 MacArthur Boulevard in Irvine. Today's businesses are embracing voice over IP telephones and unified communication desktop technologies to more effectively communicate and collaborate with their customers, suppliers, and colleagues. The Reliatel management software from Tone Software Corporation helps organizations of all sizes manage their communications technologies to ensure great voice quality and better levels of service and reliability throughout their business. Through Reliatel, you'll gain higher return on investments from VoIP and unified communications technologies while lowering the associated operational support and maintenance costs. Learn more. Visit www.tonesoft.com or call 800-833-8663 for information on Reliatel by Tone Software, the solution for quality business communications. 
And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Richard Monroe, Managing Director at Newport Board Group, is our guest for this segment. Before we get back to talking to him, I did want to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our show as a podcast. You've downloaded over 16,000 episodes during the last 30 days, and we here at the program appreciate your continued and growing support. All of our shows can be heard live on radio station octalkradio.net, rebroadcast anytime from iTunes, Stitcher.com, Spreaker.com, and other business-oriented podcasting services. Okay, Richard, let's talk a little bit more about the kind of help your firm gives to CEOs of middle market companies and, and fast growth and emerging firms. What are the services specifically that you offer? Two, really. Uh, one is CEO advisory services, where we're really acting as a co-pilot with the CEO or owner of the business, uh, listening to them and what their challenges are and applying our experience to basically growing the company, top line and bottom line. The other uh, main service that we offer is we'll act as board members, either private or on public companies. Okay. Many of our partners have had public and private board experience. And because we can bring the industry experience as well, we're very effective at growing enterprise value quickly. And a board in a middle market firm, and when we say middle market, what is the size of the companies you tend to work with, Richard? We tend to work with companies that are 20 to 25 million revenue and up. Okay. Um, we've got partners that have worked with $3 billion enterprises. I would say here in Southern California, our main market is 20 to $100 million revenue. Okay. Companies that are stuck, companies that uh, can see an opportunity, don't know how to get there, don't know how to create a strategy and execute it, we really roll up the sleeves co-pilots who jump in there and work alongside the CEO to help craft that and execute it. I find that uh, what I term that lower middle market, kind of $100 million yeah. in down, if they even have a board, sometimes it's an underutilized asset, right? And it can really be a strategic tool for the CEO to move the company in the direction they want if they have some people on the board that knows know how to kind of guide them to use the board in the right way. Yeah, more more private companies particularly in that 25 to 100 million revenue range, should actually have a, a fiduciary board, not an advisory board. And I think they should select strategic people to be on their board as outside directors who bring either financial expertise or particular industry expertise, right. who can open doors, be a sounding board, and importantly bring a level of ob- objectivity to management's thinking, and particularly the owner's thinking. If you're of a company in that range and you want to significantly grow, at some point you face the challenge of moving from a culture of loyalty to the founder vision to a culture of performance. Mm. And that's where a board can be very effective in kind of challenging the thinking, adding fresh perspectives, and increasing value. I agree. Richard Monroe is our guest here on Critical Mass Radio Show. Let's talk about some of the biggest trends in today's market regarding, from your experience, growth in middle market companies. What these companies need to do to know and do to grow and generate more revenue, Richard? You know, I think it's uh, solving the old distribution challenge, you know, which affects every business. It's The internet has fundamentally disintermediated most supply chains. Right. It's brought customers directly in contact with manufacturers or providers. And competition is still pretty intense out there today probably more intense than it's ever been for the customer dollar. And so it's, it's trying to kind of how do you innovate? How do you remain relevant? How can you create more customers or uh, win more sales, um, go into channels? I mean, we are human beings are basically, we are who we are because of what we've always done. Mm-hmm. And so unless you, um, Apple's a classic example, right? It's continually innovated over 30 years, and that's why it, we're 
it's where it is today. But that was a hard journey. It took a lot of courage, and it was a very deliberate strategy. Right, and you're, what I heard you say without definitely saying it is to get to the next level, maybe doing what you did to get to this level isn't going to get you to the next level, right? That's right, and the people normally aren't going to get you to the next level. Which well. is a much harder thing for middle market companies to come to grips with because there is that loyalty not only to the, right. to the founder's vision but to That's the people right. who got you this far, and that That's can right. be very confusing on the direction. So we're talking with Richard Monroe. He is Managing Director at Newport Board Group. I know you guys create a lot of content as well because you, 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 you have a lot of knowledge and expertise and you're willing to share it through your blogs and social media. So I'm wondering if you maybe can talk a little bit about the kind of topics that you're discussing on your blog and help people to understand why they would want to go and visit your blog on a regular basis. You know, we because we've now got 101 partners, uh, we've got a very, a very active series of blogs that partners have written over the last two or three years. People can access that through our website, you know, www.newportboardgroup.com. A couple of uh, recent blog articles that really caught my eye were four strategies for a successful business sale. And as your company's bo- uh, growth stalled, why you need an outside board member for the reasons that I was talking about before. Right. So we have blogs on, on finance. We have blogs on marketing, you know, customer growth and retention, um, the value of boards to private companies. These, these articles are really written from individual partners' experiences on topics of interest to private company um, CEOs and owners. And Correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds almost as important it's written for that size private company and business owners, Absolutely. right? Because there's a lot of books that are written about billion, multi-billion dollar companies, and middle market and lower middle market companies are supposed to learn from them. It's sometimes hard to take what IBM did and put it in your $50 million manufacturing company. You know, it, it, it sounds like that, but it can be done. And okay. that's one of the real benefits that I think that our partners nationally bring. We've got partners that have run billion dollar enterprises, five Fortune 500 enterprises, and they bring those skills and disciplines learnt from those larger companies down to emerging growth and lower middle market companies. That's what got Doug Tatum excited in the first place because that's where the majority of jobs in the economic engine in the United States are created, right. and we're there to help them. Right, and especially as they grow, because my experience with lower middle market companies is they don't tend to have a lot of excess employees, and so when the revenue grows and the work increases, they're required to add people to the payroll because they don't have another way to flex it. They don't have another division in a different department or area that they can offload it to. They really have to bring on people to do the work. Well, the reason why most businesses fail is they grow themselves into the ground. They don't understand that step up and, and fix costs that is coming mm. to scale to a higher production level or the or they bring on people too early and they don't have the sales to support it or they chase the top line and ignore the bottom line, operating margins, gross profit and that's the reason for failure. Excellent. Yes, chasing the top line without an eye on the bottom line right. is suicide. It's, fool, it's, fool's gold. it's fool's gold. That's right. Right. They, they think growth is going to solve all their problems, and actually what they're doing is they're creating another problem. That's right. And often the financial reporting available to companies internally is just totally inadequate mm. for the owner to really know what my operating margins are at customer and product level. Right. Am I making money? Am I not making money? Should I be making more money? Until it's too late. Right. We have about two minutes left here with Richard Monroe, Managing Director at Newport Board Group, and I didn't want to let you get out of here without asking, of all the things, Richard, in your vast career on several continents, the experience and lessons that you learned, 
Is there a guiding principle that you're using now as you're building this practice here in Southern California with Newport Board Group? And if so, can you share that with our audience? Well, I I always like to do it right first time. I I don't think there's any point in doing something if you're not going to do it right. So I try to give my clients the advice that I would give myself if I was, you know, engaging myself. And and I think, you know, get, get help quickly. Get help early. The longer you leave, pro- problems never get better. <laughs> uh, and there's, there is expert help around. You can talk to your accountant. You can talk to your attorney. You can talk to your trusted advisor. You can find people like us. But at the end of the day, get help early, listen to good advice, and act on it. Wow. That, that is excellent advice from Richard Monroe. Tell me one more time, how does a CEO of a middle market firm find Newport Board Group? Uh, www.newportboardgroup.com. My email address is richard.munro, good Scottish spelling, M-U-N-R-O, okay. at newportboardgroup.com, and telephone 949-910-6600. Well, my friend, I'm so thankful that you were able to come in today and be a guest on our program. I look forward to having you back. Welcome to the Critical Mass community. Thank you very much. You're welcome. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take our second commercial break, and we'll be right back after these words from our sponsors. When it comes to pioneers in their respective industries, we all know the Apples, Starbucks, and Trader Joe's of the world. In the realm of recruiting, Decision Toolbox is the industry's best-kept secret. With 90% of their business from referrals and repeat customers, for over 20 years, Decision Toolbox's U.S.-based team of recruiters, sourcers, professional writers, quality personnel, and tech support has perfected a Six Sigma approach to talent management. No matter the size of the project, Decision Toolbox delivers incredible results. A cost per hire less than half of what contingency firms charge. With the winning candidate presented in an average of 14 days. All with a 12-month candidate warranty. With results like that, Decision Toolbox won't be a secret for long. Visit us at www.dtoolbox.com for more information. that over 73% of consumer packaged goods and retail products fail miserably within their first year? Why? Because they find themselves in the pit of unawareness. You don't want to go there. Call me and I'll make sure that your packaging gets noticed. You know how I know? Because I'm the founder and creative director of MBN Design. We're one of Orange County's most established and trusted design firms. With over 20 years of experience, I can ensure that your brand will always stay new. Ask me how our packaging sold millions in months or see for yourself other success stories on our website at www.mbndesign.com. We're MBN because we're making brands new. Call 714-458-8701 and talk to me, Hector Garcia. That's my cell, 714-458-8701. I'll be waiting for your call. UPS Protection has been protecting systems in the U.S. against brownouts, blackouts, and poor quality power for over 25 years. We provide power protection systems, including UPS, lighting inverters, generators, and service for clients from coast to coast. We specialize in solving all your power needs. As a direct reseller of the best brands in the industry, including Liebert, Powerware, and APC, we can solve all your power protection needs. 
Protecting your power is our main goal. We offer on-site or depot repair of our critical equipment. To better serve your budget constraints, UPS Protection also offers both reconditioned and new products. And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. This is our special nonprofit edition, and we have two people in our guest, and both are involved with the Smart Foundation. And one is, one gentleman is Alex Angulo. He is a board member, and Chris Clark, who is the CEO. They're both here in the studio. But before we get to them, I just want to remind you that our audience demographic is 98% business owners and executives who listen to learn from the experiences of our guests. If your firm is interested in reaching these top decision makers, then advertising on the radio show is the answer. Each month, our sponsors gain valuable exposure through their support of the show. And with our exclusive and unique prospect engagement program, Critical Mass Radio Show delivers up to 23 warm prospects to each of our platinum advertisers each year. If you'd like to learn more about this fascinating program, contact Rose Chamora, 951-515-4661, 951-515-4661. Gentlemen, welcome to the program. Thank you. It's Thank great. you. It's great to have you both here. Let's start, and uh, Alex, I'm going to come with you first. Sure. Um, tell me a little bit about your role as a board member and sort of your path to becoming a member of the board for a smart foundation. Well, my role as a board member is to do the obvious, which is raise money for the organization, which okay. ultimately underwrites and supports music and arts programs for at-risk children in Orange County. Great. The way I got involved was uh, through 1OC. Okay. Introduced us. Sure. Gosh, back in 06 or 08. Must have been 08. Yeah. Okay. It's been, I've been a board member since then. Okay. So we have Chris Clark, who's the CEO. Chris, you're the CEO. Correct. For the foundation. So tell me a little bit about your background and sort of how you became the CEO for the organization. Well, I've been in the Smart uh, Smart Foundation. I've been in the music business all my life and uh, started a uh, music instrument wholesale business back in the early 90s and then owned a couple of music stores. And while I was running those music stores, I found myself spending a lot of time helping the schools to raise money so they could buy what they needed from me in my stores. Okay. (laughs) And uh, from that, I really developed a passion for helping to make sure that music education stayed a part of our public education. Right. And so I started the Smart Foundation about 15 years ago. Okay. Basically was started on the premise of originally providing funding for them to buy the stuff that they needed for schools, music, music stands, those kinds of instruments. And later, within the last 10 years, because we've seen so many school districts eliminating their music and art programs, right, we've shifted our emphasis to saving programs wow. rather than just providing what they need. So so I'm going to I'm going to go off script a little bit cuz I'd like to learn and if I'm curious hopefully the audience is as well. So let's talk about a typical middle school. Do you mm-hmm. have middle schools? Sure. Okay. So they have a they have a couple different bands and instruments. How repeatable are the equipment that they have? I mean, how much do they need each year to kind of replace or update or modernize or whatever the the, the equipment that they need to have to be able to successfully conduct the classes well typically we more usually would work with elementary schools okay okay, okay. so if i could talk about the elementary sure. schools because actually that affects the middle schools yeah but right. uh, the reality of it is musical instruments will last about 10 years okay all right the problem is they haven't replaced them in about 30 years <laughs> Right, so we're seeing a lot of instruments with You've band-aids. Said that and, you, that's yeah. a line you've used before. <laughs> Most of these are. Right. <laughs> well, they're all new to me. There they're all go. new to me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So um, you know, on an annual basis, you know, it doesn't cost a whole lot to run the program. Actually, you know, the average middle school program. 
uh, here in Orange County probably operates within a budget of thirty grand a year, but, and yeah. that's instrument repair, that's replacement, that's music, that's trips, that's buses, that's wow. everything. Right, but yet they're under pressure, huh? Oh yeah, they, they well, and so what's happening? You have this domino effect where. Now, 80% of all the elementary schools in Orange County have eliminated their music and arts programs. 80%? That's, that's a statistic that comes out of the Orange, uh, Orange County Department of Ed. Jeez. And because of that, now we're seeing middle schools eliminating their programs. Right. And eventually, we're going to see the same thing happening at the high school level. Wow, that is a, uh, that is a shocking statistic. It is shocking. So, so what? Let's talk about the organization in specific. I understand the mission now. I think it's it's fascinating. It's well worth the cost. I mean, it's it's something that okay. So, both both of my children went through elementary school, middle school. My son kept it going into high school. He still has his instruments, and he still has a curiosity about music that I don't know that he wouldn't have had if he wasn't in the marching band and the rest of the stuff that he was able to do. So, tell me a little bit about how you work with these schools to help them survive or maintain or keep their programs uh, do you want me to talk about that one or you yeah no no i think yeah no you can okay yeah, you can. <laughs> i'm gonna ask you yeah, no, no. i'm gonna ask you about money and funding and I, how do we help this organization i usually have plenty after, to say after yeah, chris you brought alex in but you're <laughs> yeah. letting the nonprofit guy do all the talking yeah. but let me tell you i can do all the talking basically what we've done in the past rick was we were established based on a social enterprise model got it right okay so i'm a business guy i am not a nonprofit guy okay. so i understand making money I'm not really good at going out and asking for money. Okay. So I originally took a program that we had at the music store that the schools needed to function. That was musical instruments uh, rentals. Okay. Right? If your child played violin in the elementary school program, chances are you had to rent an instrument to participate. Right. Well, so what we did, we, you know, I think about 70 to 75% of all the kids rent instruments instead of buy and you know whatnot. So I started a rental program, an instrument rental program, where we would rent musical instruments to the kids, mm-hmm. and then we would donate the proceeds back to their program. Okay. And that program generated over half a million dollars million in dollars. about in 13 years wow. uh, in support of the music uh, programs in uh-huh. Orange County. Wow. Okay. And what are you doing to help get more awareness and hopefully a funding foundation for the Smart Foundation? You mean other than coming on a radio show? Other, well, this, <laughs> in, in addition to Alex being on no, the radio of course. show. Well, I mean, I think I mean, word of mouth is obviously right. um, one way that we do that. The primary way that we've done that is, um, and, and, of, and of course, through through my job. I'm a, I mean, I'm a lawyer by day. And a you are by night. Yes. I like you anyway. So, <laughs> so one of the things that we've done to get the word out and turn, really, to get two messages out: one, the importance of music and arts education in our school system, and two, to get the word out on what we're doing. Right. Is we actually formed a band. So we have a jazz band that plays throughout Orange County at different events. And the band um, is formed of different executives in Orange County, right. all of whom are either used to be professional musicians or, or semi-pro musicians. So they're very good musicians, but all of whom have day jobs. Like I'm an attorney. We have a business owner in our, in our band. We have a, a person who runs, who's in the finance business. We actually have an Orange, Orange County judge who plays guitar in our band. So... The purpose of the band is to show people that a music and arts education leads to many, many things beyond... To a lifetime. To, a, to beyond simply, 
you know, being a musician. Right. Um, I mean, I think I'm a better lawyer today because I had music and arts education growing right. up. I think everybody in the band has the same philosophy and view. I mean, I don't think we need to convince anybody that test scores go up when kids have access to music and art programs. Right. So that's what we do, and we, gosh, we have, um, we probably play, I don't know how many gigs a year now. Oh, close to... 30? Yeah, 50? probably close to 30. Yeah. Okay. And, and in support of nonprofit organizations that are looking for live entertainment? That's correct. Okay. So what we do is we, we end up really developing a partnership with different organizations. We'll play their event, and in exchange, they typically will provide publicity for us, either sure. in the form of that, or right. even funding to the extent that we need it. And we use the band really as a way to generate okay. to generate funds. So we've had we've had everything from private events where, you know, a client of mine, for example, might hire the band to play for their client appreciation day. Okay. And then there's a philanthropic component to what the client is doing and we're there really as a partner. So this is the social enterprise piece, exactly. right? Exactly. exactly. And it. and selfishly we get an opportunity to play and yeah. get the good message out as right. well. So yeah. that's that's one of the ways we've done it. So uh, quickly a couple of nonprofits that sure. you played for recently? Uh, well, we we did the uh, the CCFA bocce ball tournament right. over the summer, which now we've done I think three or four years in a row. Yeah, right. it's been four years in a row. No, huh. three years in a row since it's since it's inception. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, we just did an event for uh, Orange County Outreach. Okay, we did an event for the the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. Was that oh. the one that you did? Yeah, 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 that's right. We recently partnered with uh, UCI UCI Medical, which is great. Uh-huh. They see the value of what the band provides, and p- part of the message also is that the members of the band all attribute a part of their success in business and in, in being an attorney and in, in being a judge yeah. to the creativity and innovation they develop from playing their instrument, wow. which is a core part of our messaging at the Smart Foundation. Right. So right. that's which, another element. That which makes it in. all the more of a shame that it's being eliminated. Absolutely schools, it right? is. That's right. Right, because then how do you get kids exposed to that? It's a lot harder. It's the natural <clears throat> place for them to first get exposed to music is in school. I right. think, versus private lessons and stuff. That's right. Like peer group is doing it. It's something everybody gets a chance to do, and it just seems to me to be a much more natural way to get them on that ramp towards being a musician. Sure. Right. Well, and, not, and not only that, but I think the X factor in all of our respective careers, whether it's an engineer, whether it's a lawyer, whether it's a doctor, is your ability to be creative. Right. Right. I think I, think I was reading something. I think Albert Einstein said, Something like, if you want your kids to be smart, read them fantasy stories. If you want to be really smart, read them more fantasy stories. Because the whole point is that we're limited, I think, by our inability to be creative. Uh And that's exactly what the arts does. And I think that's really the message that we're getting out. And so it's almost, you know, I would go so far as to say it's a crime practically to not have, you know, to eliminate these music and art programs. I agree. All right. Well, we're talking with two gentlemen, if if you haven't figured that out, from the Smart Foundation. Alex Angula, who's a board member, and Chris Clark, who is the CEO and founder of the organization. We're going to take a commercial break here on Critical Mass Radio Show, and we're going to continue to talk about the good deeds and works that they're doing, and almost as important, if not in my opinion, maybe more importantly, how you, our listening audience of CEOs running Orange County, Southern California firms, can get involved in behind the organization's smart foundation. So stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back after these words from our commercial sponsors. Smart Business Network is a business-to-business multimedia company providing insight, advice, and strategy for C-level executives of fast growth, middle market, and large companies. As one of the nation's largest publishers of local management journals, under the Smart Business name, Smart Business Network publishes 19 regional print editions, presents dozens of large and small-scale business conferences and award programs, and produces a vibrant interactive digital media presence. 
For more information, visit us at www.sbnonline.com. SNH Rubber is a manufacturing company in Fullerton, California. We specialize in custom molded, extruded, and stamped rubber parts. If your next job requires a rubber part, we would appreciate the opportunity to quote on it. We serve aerospace, automotive, and many other industries. We work with many types of rubber, including silicone, EPDM, neoprene, uninitrile, and viton. Our quality system is ISO and AS9100 approved. Over our 47 years in business, the SNH brand has become known for superior quality, quick turnaround, and competitive pricing. Please check out our website at www.shrubber.com or call 714-525-0277. Let SNH be your ceiling solution. There's something positive about the word up. When things are looking good, they're looking up. When someone's down, you cheer them up. So how do you move up? Well, when it comes to getting your bachelor's or master's degree, there's one university that stacks up, Brandman University. Brandman is ranked by U.S. News and World Report as one of the nation's top ten universities for online bachelor's programs. Brandman's online graduate programs in business and education also receive top honors. So look us up at brandman.edu. Brandman University. Move up. Welcome back to Critical Mass Nonprofit Radio Show. We're sm- focusing on the Smart Foundation, which supports music and arts in our school system. We have both Alex Angula, who is board member, and Chris Clark, who is CEO and founder of the organization. I would like to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our radio show as a podcast. You've downloaded over 16,000 shows during the last 30 days. We here at the radio show and radio program do appreciate your continued and obviously growing support. We've doubled our downloads since January of 2013. All of our shows can be heard live on OC Talk radio.net or rebroadcast anytime from iTunes, Stitcher.com, Spreaker.com, hundreds of middle market business websites who have past guests who've been on the radio show and they put the player on their show because they're so proud of their interview and that's the right thing to do uh, and other business oriented podcasting services that carry our show. All right, guys, let's talk a little bit more. You know, I, I want to ask you a question. You know, what's the arts effect I'm not sure, Alex, if you want to answer that, or Chris, if you want to take a, ch- a chomp at that. that that's, a, that's a Chris question. Okay. All right, Chris. What's the, what's the arts effect? Well, the arts effect is uh, very simply is one of the ways that school districts will describe the value of arts education. So the arts effect is what happens when kids engage, they develop creativity, innovation, and imagination. And that's what the arts effect is. Wow. So that helps them in math and science and life and everything, right? Absolutely. And in fact, we uh, were awarded some funds from Boeing, actually twice, regarding our work in that area. And the reason why is because they believe so strongly in the uh, creative element for new employees coming into Boeing, that they've added questions to their um, their application for work at Boeing. Uh Do you have any arts experience... Uh, you know, in the past, hiring, hiring engineers—they're looking for arts experience. Exactly, huh? because right. they believe that right. They want engineers who are creative, not right. just numbers crunchers or guys that draw straight lines. Wow. Um, so that's what the arts effect is. Okay. Is is that true for any musical instrument, even the people playing percussion? Well, we don't talk about drummers. Okay. Um, that, We're talking so about probably, musicians probably here. A different is that why? Show that, We're no, about no, no, here. no. Just kidding. <laughs> Absolutely, they are. <laughs> and then it's bass players next. They just—that's right. that, why uh, drummers are why they invented ADD medication. So. <laughs> 
Oh, that's classic. Okay, so we're talking with two gentlemen, Alex Angula and Chris Clark, and we're talking about Smart Foundation here on Critical Mass Nonprofit Radio Show. You know, you mentioned the the band that you have together, and yes. it's called the Jazz Execs. Is that right? It is called the Jazz Execs. Okay, so, not a name I chose, by the way, <laughs> but, but it is. It, what, no, it's good. Why it's do you good. need to put that clarification in there? Because that's I, what I, I want to know. The, the joke I always make is, I think we should call ourselves good enough. <laughs> because because our, our group is always good enough to play your event. <laughs> I guess that's better than free beer. <laughs> Not just good enough? Just good enough? Okay, just I like good it. Enough. Okay, yeah. so has, has it been the same band members for a while? Do you like uh, you know, do you it, knock people it, out and bring in better musicians? How, how do you handle fi- that? We don't fire anybody because they're we all don't. volunteers. Okay. No, but it's been the same group. I would say for the last few years, we've added folks as as we've gone along. It's not uncommon that we will play an event full of engineers or full of medical professionals, and someone in the crowd says, oh, I, I play trumpet. How can I oh, wow. help out? And it turns out they dust off their trumpet. And you know, our, our goal is to be as inclusive as possible because right. we think that the more people that are, that are involved, the more our message will get out. Right. So it, it's grown, but for the most part, it's been a steady group, I would say, for the last five years or so. Okay. And tell me again, how many gigs do you have a year? I mean, how often do you get a chance to play? Gosh. For, for about different? 30. You play 30? Yeah, we're playing about 30 now. Wow. And actually, it's growing enough. We're getting a lot of interest, and uh, we're preparing to put together a second band. We're getting really? so much work. There's yeah. so much demand, you need a second band. Okay, Absolutely. so we're ever calling for musicians out there. Any <laughs> exactly. CEOs of middle market companies Absolutely. in right. Southern California, if you got a talent. Amen, brother. Yeah, yeah. find that too, but dust off and get out there, baby. <laughs> Any instruments you don't want in the band? Uh, I said oboes. Oboes. <laughs> my son, my son played the euphonium. You got to get okay with the euphonium. Absolutely, yeah. any instrument you can play jazz on. Okay, okay, anything. Okay, so when you say jazz, what type of jazz are you playing? So we're playing. I would describe it as mostly straight ahead, mostly straight ahead stuff. You know, I mean, my my influences are like. Miles Davis, mm. you know that kind of stuff. Yeah, a lot of cool jazz from like the cool jazz period. Yeah, right. and, but right. we'll we'll play some modern classics. Okay. And uh, at the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation, I know in addition to the band, you had a, a singer come in who yes. fronted the band for uh-huh. a little bit. Yeah, the, Jane Zevon. Okay. Is that something you do on occasion, or how does that work? Yeah, she's a member of the band, she's, and actually, uh, her uh, her husband is um, our alto saxophone player. Okay. So they come as a duo. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. But you also had a, a gentleman I thought come in who sang too. Or am I mistaken? No, was it was it oh, was we, it just her? Or? No, no. We, there was a gentleman who uh, sat in with us, and okay. that was part of. He's a musician here in Orange County, and uh, I know that um, the people running this the the, the bocce ball tournament uh-huh. knew him, and so we collaborated with him to, to sing some tunes. Because again, you know, our our goal when we do these events is really to be a partnership with whoever we do them with, right? And it's to to really do the best we can to be a value add right so we had him he wanted to sing some songs and so right. we had him sing and it was yeah. it was great yeah it's not like you're a karaoke performance there where it's just anybody can come up and get behind the mic but if they if <laughs> thank a, you for clarifying right, but i'm just but i'm saying if you have an i mean i think that's a wonderful way for the nonprofit to reach into their funder base absolutely and give, the, and give that that person a chance to do there are so many of you who have, and I don't mean it's in a disrespectful way, but I mean it's a serious way, who have a love of music and lost the opportunity to express it. That's right. Because sure. now you have day jobs and family, and, you know, it's just not what it used to be, right? You can't go out in the garage and just that's pick, absolutely up, pick, true. Up, pick up five guys and have a band. Right, and that's the, and that's the I think the, one of the great things about the group is that 
um, not only do we have this opportunity for people to dust off whatever instrument they have, but it's also everyone in the group is very encouraging about everybody else. It's not a overly competitive group. You know, when I used to play music professionally, you were always sweating every time you go into a new gig because you weren't sure if you get called back. This is really about right. picking everybody up, helping everybody along, and and really getting everybody involved in, in the cause. And your female lead singer's name is? Jane Zivon. It does, does she have lead singer disease? You know, is she the prima Oh, no, 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 the opposite. She's, okay. Yeah, she's about <laughs> as humble and okay, sweet. So as she's not strolling in late and throwing things around. No, no, you, no, no, no. You hit no. your notes. You missed your timing. No, again, no. the drummer. No. <laughs> so it, all comes back to the, it all comes back to the drummer and the bass player, right? right pretty we much. know where the band starts, right? <laughs> right. If you're not solid there, you're not solid as a band. Well, another word for bass is foundation. So that's that's me that's right. what i like to think right yeah, i agree with you my brother you know, i'm gonna a, go with that my brother's a long-time <laughs> bass player i know i know what i speak i mean i was <laughs> i was forced to appreciate how important the bass is in a musical instrument so we're talking with alex angula and with chris clark and we're talking about their wonderful organization i've had a chance to mc two nonprofit events where they were they were the featured entertainment very popular very easy to listen to Great for the chemistry of the event, mm-hmm. right? I mean, having music in the in the background, it really adds something to the ambiance of the event. I think all nonprofits who are having a funding event should have music. And if you don't have a band inside your own organization, then the Smart Foundation, to me, sounds like the place to go to at least... If you like jazz or if you want the kind of music you're playing, that's the first place I would go because it, it's all feeding each other, right? It's all for the same cause. And the back end is we're keeping music alive in the school system in Orange County, California, right? which is under severe pressure. Even with the improving economy, there doesn't seem to be a focus on putting money back into those programs. Is that right? Well, they have sustained themselves. Whether you're a fan of uh, Common Core or not, and yes. that's that's another discussion there. Yeah, huh? That's a four-letter word. <laughs> that is a four-letter word. My wife's a teacher, so be careful. Uh, uh, mine, too. <laughs> okay. okay, so we know what we're talking about. Huh? Exactly what we're talking about. We'll just leave that to the you know, side. I would just tell you that the you know one advantage of that is creativity is at the core of Common Core. Yes. So because of that, music and arts is an element of that. But the reality yeah. of it is, and we've also had a recent refocus with part of our programming, and the band is really focused on this, which is we're focused on making sure that, uh, or providing music and arts programs to at-risk and disabled youth, right. right? So the majority of the money that's generated by the band is actually going to provide programs to the Boys and Girls Club in Santa Ana. Okay. And we run a guitar program there, and we want to run a, a general youth program there for the kids. Are you finding any instrument more interesting to the kids now than, I mean... It- is it is it the guitar? Is it always the same? I mean, what is it? Well, it's definitely not the bass, right, Alex? Okay. Well, the, not the electric bass, <laughs> yeah. the upright, the real bass is yeah. a different story. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. the The two most popular instruments are guitar and drums. Okay. Not- Every kid wants to play guitar and drums. Really, not keyboard, huh? Oh no. Wow. It's too complicated. It is complicated. Right? So especially today, oh, my gosh, you know, right. the, the, the kids, uh, this immediate gratification stuff and whatnot. So okay. the guitar program is is fabulous, and we have a number of teens that are um, uh, involved in that program. In fact, we just started our first guitar ensemble over there, and our instructor is um, uh, a student over at uh, Cal State Fullerton. Oh, okay. And the Cal State Fullerton Guitar Program has actually come on as a sponsor of the program, okay. and they're helping. So it's all based on collaboration 
right? It's all about collaboration. So bringing in other organizations that can provide the instructors and and the band is fabulous because it's a great way to generate money at, in, at, by being involved in the community. And Alex has been a big part of that. I could not have done this without him. Why do you say that? Because he's got the contacts within the community that enabled us to initially get this the word out. Okay. This whole thing started with a rehearsal at Rutan, <laughs> where oh, that, is that where you work? Yes. Yeah, okay. Rutan and Tucker. Okay, where Alex invited, uh, I thought was just going to be a rehearsal. Next thing I know, it's a it's a party. Okay, and I have a jam session. What happened? Jam session. That's cool. right. And, and uh, you know what? The band grew out of that. Oh, okay. So very organic then. Huh? Very organic. Yeah. Oh, congratulations to you. Now I see yeah. where you're part of the spokespeople person for this organization. Did you <laughs> Did you want to add something to that, Alex? No, no, no. Okay. I mean, uh, other than to apologize to the people who had offices next door to the room that we didn't announce <laughs> whether we were going to have a jam session. Right. Well, was it after hours at least? <laughs> it It was, kind but of. it's a law firm, so yeah, you know so there working. are no off after yeah. hours. Well, yeah, but they're, so. they're the younger ones. Let them work. They're, they're supposed to earn their. Oh, keep. come on. Law firms are one big party. <laughs> we all know. We, we all know. Right up there with CPA firms. It's a Hager in the yeah, we know what it's like here. You guys act like you work hard, but you all right. We're talking with Alex Angulo and we're talking with Chris Clark, uh, both involved with the Smart Foundation, which is a wonderful organization. Like I said, I've seen them perform on more than one occasion, and I think they're well worth the money. And I really believe it is a fundamental advantage to get people in the giving mood hmm. to have music, right? I had a chance to attend. Miss Senior California event. It was Miss Senior Orange County. Yet there was, you had to be 55 or older and competing. And it's amazing how many of those women have talents that they probably developed in grade school, right? Absolutely. Singing, dancing, playing an instrument. But there they are. 40 years plus later, and some of them were much older than 55 years old, still living that and enjoying that talent that they had. So the, the, the kind of work that you're doing just isn't important through school, but it's a lifetime that they have this joy, which is so important. That's and right. then, like you said, there's all this other advantage to creativity and being able to use parts of your brain that you can't normally access. So if someone wants to get involved in the Smart Foundation, how do they do that, Chris? Well, there's two different ways. Um, first of all, the best way to contact me is directly online, and I can be reached at chris at smartfoundation.org. That's chris at smartfoundation.org. Or you can call our um, our phone line, which is 949-282-1055. That's 949-282-1055. You can also visit our website at www.smartfoundation.org. How's that rig? Did you rehearse that before? That was perfect, man. Usually I have to guide people through, but he did it all. You're a pro at this. Absolutely, Chris. That was great. Do you have any major funding events coming up that, you know, here we are, we're in the fall here in live radio, and people are going to be listening to this as a podcast in the future, but um, do you have events where people can participate as funding events for your organization throughout the year? Any type of things that people could get involved in, whether it's a golf tournament or a, a gala or we do any of that stuff? We don't. Um, however, uh, we are looking at creating a quarterly event that okay. we would do at a local restaurant. Because okay. the reality of it is, the band only plays at nonprofit and for-profit events. Our friends and family and people who would like to know what we do, I mean, I don't know that they believe that we really go out and play because they never <laughs> get to see us. They'd love to have a place to come see us, so okay. we are looking at that. But here's how you can help if you're interested in getting involved. If you run a nonprofit or a for-profit business and you have an event where you 
might like to have some live entertainment. This is a great opportunity for you to bring the Smart Foundation in and give back to the community at the same time you're running your event. Right. I think that's that is key. And so I would like to help you to get more exposure to any way that I can. Uh, you're great friends of the radio show and part of our community now here, the Critical Mass community. So we don't like to just have one great fun show, which we just had one great fun show with both of you. Thank you. I'd like to continue to keep your name exposed to our community because I think the work you're doing is important. And it's well worth the price of admission. And I think everybody wins in this one. So thank you for being on the program and giving of your time. And really thank you for the work that you're doing behind the scenes for what is a very good cause thank you thank you you're welcome all right ladies and gentlemen my engineer is telling me the time is up so i want to thank our advertisers for today's show they are brandman university center club commercial bank of california decision toolbox mbn design smart business magazine snh rubber succession strategies tone software and UPS protection. Our engineer for today's show was Paul Roberts. Producer is Crystal Nunley. Assistant producer sitting behind me is Amanda Pointer. Our guest coordinator is Kathleen Shepard, our marketing strategist, live events manager, and soon-to-be VH1 guest host, Asia Celestino. Our social media manager is Melissa Padani, and our VP of sales is none other than Rose Chamora. If you'd like to learn more about my business, Critical Mass for Business, or maybe refer a guest or advertise, visit our website, criticalmass4forbusiness.com. Until our next show, I hope all of your Business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You've been listening to the Critical Mass Nonprofit Radio Show, Orange County's only talk radio show dedicated to featuring nonprofit organizations and their leader, with your host, Richard Franzi. 